Uh, greetings, salutations, and hallelujah. Hey, everybody, and welcome to my very first episode of my first oh-so-extra and oh-so-major podcast, Shangela. That's right. If you can't see me, just know that I am virtually jumping out of a box for you and saying, hallelujah, I'm back again. Now, this podcast talks about pretty much everything. It's all over the place, which is great because so am I. And I'm excited to connect with you guys all around the world and bring you into my life and my experiences and just chatting because that's what we're going to do. We're going to chat. So let's get into it. Oh, y'all, it has been nonstop on the move. I mean, pretty much nonstop since season two of Drag Race, but the last two weeks have been absolutely crazy. Um, We started out with the GLAAD Awards in Los Angeles uh, two weeks ago in the middle of April, and that was phenomenal. The GLAAD people had invited me to be a part of the night. First, it was going to be like, oh, you're going to be on stage. You're going to be co-hosting the live auction with Aaron. I'm like, okay, Lovely. Going to co-host a live auction, do a paddle raise, and help fundraise some coins for GLAAD, which is an, an amazing LGBTQ advocacy organization that works for us in the streets. Okay. So I was very thrilled to do that. And then it developed into, hey, would you also like to perform Beyonce for Beyonce because Beyonce and Jay-Z were being awarded and honored that night? Uh, would I like to perform Beyonce for Beyonce? Uh, yes, thank you so much. But it couldn't just be a one-number performance. Uh-uh, come on now, y'all. This is Shan Jella say what? I had to do a 10-minute mix and medley. And I was like, Lord, please don't let her just, you know, be like, girl, another one and get up and go to the bathroom during my number. <laughs> but she didn't. But she did get up. At the end of the number, I got a fun, amazing standing ovation from Beyonce and Jay-Z and everyone attending GLAAD that night in Los Angeles. I was thrilled, but there was no time to, you know, dwell on it, honey. We had to be on to the next because then I had to get ready for White Party, which if some of you guys don't know, White Party is this like huge music festival um, and party celebration put on by Jeffrey Sanker. It happens. uh, It's happened for the last actually 30 years. This year was the 30th anniversary of White Party in Palm Springs, California. And, you know, they were like, Shangela, we want you to do a 20 minute set, honey. I said, you know what? It's not going to be just white party over here. Because, you know, first of all, I'm Blackfish. So it's going to be black party. And second of all, it was going to be Shanchella. Because Coachella also takes place out there in the desert area, you know. But this was going to be Shanchella. And I know a lot of y'all, like, get ready for things, right? When you have to be ready for a big moment, you prepare. And that's what I did for Shanchella, honey. We went in. Call my good friend Mike Silas. I was like, let's get on the move. Let's do this. And we put a performance together that was so cool and major. And it's coming out on YouTube super soon. So I want y'all to check that out. Okay. From that, we had to roll on. The next day, I was on a flight to New York going to Airbnb gig. Then we filmed Watch What Happens Live with Boy George. Okay. Now, some of y'all out there, Boy George fans, and also Dorit from that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But Boy George, okay? Boy George was there, and I was like, okay, because Watch What Happens Live had invited me to be the bartender. Some of you saw it, and I was like, I've never done a Boy George look before, but I want to, okay? I want to do Boy George. I want to honor his participation and his legacy uh, with Culture Club and being an artist. So I put on an old-school Boy George look. I mean, me, my assistant Liam, my friend Louie, we ran through the streets of New York hunting to put together a look. I felt like I was on another episode episode of drag race and this was a mini challenge this is the boy george quick drag mini challenge but it worked out 
my friend Alan Aponte came, slayed the mug, and we went over to the boy George. Now, she had got me together backstage. Y'all want to hear a story? I'm going to tell you a story, okay? Boy George, we are backstage, okay? And this is my first time meeting Boy George, who I live for. And I saw him. I said, oh, Boy George, it's Mr. George. What do you, what do you say, Mr., Mr. George, Mr. Boy, Mr. Boy George? Anyhow, I said, hello. Oh, my God. You know, as someone who it has um, been a longstanding advocate and ally and outspoken uh, gay person, thank you. Oh, my God, I live. And I put on this look, you know, because I had a, a print shirt with it was extra, y'all. I put on this like print shirt with a uh, like a really cool like orange and white print shirt and a blue jacket with like these tassels. I had the hat. I had buttons on the hat. I had rhinestone. I had leopard pants. I was going for full culture club. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, chameleon. Okay. So boy George looks at me and he says, oh yeah, I see the look. Yeah, Y'all know I can't do no English accent, but I'm trying. So I'm like, he's like, oh yes, I see. Okay, that ain't English. I get, let me get, he's like, Oh, okay. No, that's not English. Whatever. You know, envision an English accent. Okay. So he's, he's like, I see, um, I see you have a lot of, you know, I see a lot of prints. And I was like, thank you. So then, you know, my drag daughter, Bambi, AKA my assistant, Liam and friend comes up to me and he goes, mom, I think he just read you. And I said, girl, boy, George ain't read me. He was living. He was living for the look. And he said, but he said, you know, you look, you, you reminded him of prints. And I said, he didn't say prints, girl. He said, I'm wearing prints. Like he saw a lot of prints, P-R-I-N-T-S, because I was wearing, you know, a print shirt and a print pant. He saw a lot of prints. So, you know, Liam's like, huh? Okay. And walked off. So we go on the show, right? We're in there. And Andy, fabulous Andy, sitting there talking to Doree and talking to Boy George. And he says to Boy George, and over behind the bar, we have Shangela here. And, you know, the crowd's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, Boy George, look at she. She put on this for you. What do you, what do you think about the look? And he looks over at me. You know, good old Boy George, but you know the gays, honey. They like to read every now and then. Little sly reads. I call them uh, ghost blow because you never see it coming. But when you when it hits you, it hits you, right? So he looks over. He says, swivels the little chair around. And he goes, yeah, I, I I definitely see what's going on here. She has put together me my English accent again. Okay. She has put together um like a lot of prints. I see prints. I see sly stone. Sly stone. Sly stone. I'm over here painted like fish with 19 colors in the eyeshadow. I'm in a hat with a braids, Evie oddly, um, sorry, not sorry, wig on. And this man is telling me, I said, wait, she's reading. Girl, my face had dropped in the middle of the gig. I've sent that video to like 19 of my friends where I'm like, oh, oh she tried it. Okay, that's okay. I still live for you, boy, George. <laughs> so, you know what? It's never a bad thing to be compared to Prince or to Sly Stone. But I was going for comma, 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 chameleon, you know. Anyhow, so I love you, boy, George, and I hope to see you again in L.A. And uh, next time I'm going to wear some purple rain for you. OK, uh, so anyhow, uh, we did the Watch What Happens Live. I flew to uh, Atlanta literally the next day. My best friend, Junior, graduated from flight attendant school for Delta. Go June. Then I came back to New York because 
due to doing a sickening job in uh, L.A. for the GLAAD Awards in L.A., we then were able to do the New York GLAAD Awards. I was invited to host the New York GLAAD Awards. Yes! I was so excited. So, but it's a lot of work because, you know, I was like, I want to make it Shanji. I want to make the hosting gig Shanji. I could have just showed up and read the lines on the screen, but I wanted this year, this was the 30th annual media awards for GLAAD. I wanted to make it like Shanji special. Okay. Plus I just seen Beyonce's homecoming uh, documentary. You've watched that, honey. There ain't no way you can't be inspired to make it special. Make everything you do a moment. So I like call Ross Matthews up. I was like, Ross, who's hosted the show like six times. I'm like, let's do an intro video, Ross. So Ross and I do an intro video. And then uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to do a Broadway kind of medley type number with two dancers. Let's do dancers in tuxes. And so thank you, Andorra Tate, who came through with the costumes for the dancers. And then I was like, oh, and Madonna's being honored. Now, I didn't want to try to perform Madonna. I do Beyonce for 10 years. That was the moment that I'd always dreamed about. Madonna is a legend, and I wanted to honor her, but I, I'm not a Madonna in person. I knew it could not be what it was for Beyonce, but I wanted to make it fun, and I wanted to do something to honor her. And the GLAAD organization, the people there, Anthony and Rich and Mark, everyone, Sarah Kate, all were super supportive. They said, Shangela, go for it. If you can get it done and don't spend a lot of money, get it done. And you know, I'm a get it done kind of girl. And I'm so thankful that I have great friends like my friend Joel Apus and like so many great friends, my assistant, everybody came through and like helped pull this together. We honored her with four Vogue dancers from the tens group. They came through New York. They said, you know, doing the dance of the Vogue bitch. And then I came out dressed as campy Madonna. Since, you know, the Met Gala's coming up, I, I was camping Madonna. Came out and did uh, the Madonna number. Live, not a full Madonna number, came out there and did something comedy. And she lived. She actually posted it on her Madonna Instagram story, like the live video. Living for love. Thank you, baby. So that being said, this weekend's been nonstop. Last night, I won a Shorty Award here in New York, and we just had to keep it moving. And today, here we are doing the first episode of my podcast. Shangela, so glad you guys are here. So that pretty much catches you up on where I've been the last two weeks and why mama's going nonstop. But that's what you got to do. That being said, we have something very special for you today. You know I was going to give y'all something special. You done tuned in over here. You listening to the doll all the way from Paris, Texas, and now over here running around the world. I have something so major for you guys today. Coming up after the break, I have an interview with a person that has inspired me from his because of his work ethic, because of his humanity and humility, and also just because he's sickening and fabulous and gay, Andy Cohen. I'm going to be chatting with Andy Cohen today. You know, the daddy, the producer, the award-winning, Emmy-winning host, uh, also the three-time best-selling author, and he got books, honey. She got books. So I'm very excited to chat with him. Make sure you listen in because we're going in right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Uh, I'm very excited today because I got my very first guest Yay. on the new Shangela podcast. Uh, my, can I call you my good friend? Yes, please. I'm going to call you my good friend. Right. My good friend, uh, a dad, Emmy Award winning host, producer, three time best selling author, and all around good guy with a lovely Midwest from the Midwest smile. Oh. It is Mr. Andy Cohen. Hi, Shangie. Hi, Andy. How are you? Exhausted. I bet you are. Honey, it has yeah, been a nonstop run. Yes. But you know what? You know about a nonstop run. I do. Yeah, uh, I you do. Just, we were just together at the GLAAD Awards yes. on Saturday night. Yep. You were awarded with the Vito Russo Award yes. for like activism and also for your role in helping promote LGBTQ presence and visibility and being, yep. being a great role model for that. How did it feel? felt great. I have to say, I didn't know what to expect. Or I, I think I didn't expect to have so much fun. Uh-huh. Uh, I was excited about it. Uh, but I didn't, I don't know. Sometimes you go to those things and it's like you're taking selfies all night and it's not, it feels like the fun is out of your grasp or uh-huh. something. It was great. Sarah Jessica uh, uh, made an incredible presentation to me and I was happy with my speech and it was fun and I was surrounded by friends and it was I great. was you know it's funny the gay community whenever there's press about me anywhere mm-hmm. if I read if there's pickup on some of the gay blogs you know toll road or whatever the comments are so mean it's like but if so it felt really nice to get so much love in that room from the gay community because it's not, you know, it's not something that you feel every day. It's like online, it doesn't come at you that way. I was going to say, what are you reading? Because I know anytime I write about you because oh, I nice. know that you are such, number one, a professional. Yes. Number two, a role model. Number Thanks. three, of every time that I've had any interaction with you, yeah. which I hope it continues to be more and more and more. Yes, it will. Just a very down-to-earth, wonderful Thanks. guy. No, I don't know. There's just a lot of trolls online. So I'm just saying it was great to have that experience yes. and feel that in the room from obviously my own community. It's, it was well, nice. the room was really awesome. I could see your table from, you know, Mama was hosted yes, on the stage. Mama was. And you guys looked like you were having a great time yeah, we at were. the table. And I say this because you had a lot of besties there. Yeah. Public besties of yours like Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. How did it feel? Because um, a lot of my friends also came, friends that I went to college with, yeah. uh, came back and, and had a great time there that night. Yeah. Do, do you guys get to do that a lot? Like all get together yes. and just have a fun night? All the time. Are you game night people? You know, I used to be a big game night person in the uh, kind of early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I was a bit, and late 90s, I was a big game night guy. <laughs> I'm not anymore. I may just let's sit around and talk for hours and hours kind of guy. But yeah, and we all went out. I went out with Sarah Jessica and after John Hickey and Anderson. First, we went to Julius's in the West Village, but it was uh-huh. packed. It was way too crowded. So we went down the street to this place, um, Jeffrey, which is a restaurant on Waverly, or no, on Christopher and West 10th. We were there until like one, and then we went elsewhere. Now, did you guys go pull a costume change? Because I know uh-uh. Sarah Jessica was in the gorgeous, no, like, large SJ sleeve. SJ will go in a gown yes. wherever we take her. <laughs> she will. And you know Carrie Bradshaw will walk into yes. the joint 
Absolutely. Ta-da. Yeah. With an opening line, like, I looked around and saw the room and thought, is this my life with my besties or will I forever be sitting at the bar by myself? That's right. <laughs> Very good. I love Sex and yeah, City. Um, I saw that, well, when she was giving her speech and she yeah. talked about you and she so lovingly, you can tell that you guys have such a great friendship, such a yeah. close friendship. She said that she does not know how you squeeze so many things into a day. Yeah. How do you do that? Um, I think I do it because everything that I wind up doing, I'm pretty much, I only do what I want to do at mm -hmm. this point, but I want to do a lot. Like I wanted to talk to you. I've been on the radio all morning. I'll run home. I'm going to hang out with my son for 90 minutes. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to come back. I'm going to hang out with my son and my dog. And then I have stuff to do tonight for work. So every day is different which I like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people say, have you slept since you've had your son? And I say, no, but I haven't slept in the 30 years since I've lived in New York <laughs> City. So it's not different. It's just shifted. It's for different reasons. You okay. Know? Two fun questions. You brought up your son. Congratulations on Thanks. baby Benjamin Allen. Yes. yes? Fantastic name, by Thanks. the way. I love that name. That's Thanks. a rugby name. Yes. Benjamin Allen coming yeah. through. So um, do you feel like your life really has changed a lot? I had my three nephews and nieces, right? Yep. They're five, nine, and ten. I brought them out to L.A. for four days. I yep. took them to Disney. Wow. We had a great time. By Friday, I was done. worn. Well, let me tell you. Um, I, it's funny. I feel like I'm still in the honeymoon because there's not, it's been three months. There's not mm -hmm. a lot that he can do except be <laughs> cute and cry and poo and eat and smile. And he's yes. doing a lot of smiling. And so that's what I do though, Andy. I cry, yes, I pee, I right. poop, yeah, I, I smile. Know. I do the same thing actually, <laughs> and eat. Um, but so I, I, so far I feel like it's still the honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And yes, everything's changed. My perspective has changed. I love that I have him to go home to every night. I love waking up and being with him in the morning. He's so cute in the morning. And so, yeah, everything's changed. But I haven't gotten to the point where he is wearing my ass out yet. And I'm <laughs> sure that that is moments away from happening. Well, I ask you because, you know, growing up as a, a young gay kid, I when I came out, I thought, Probably not going to have a family. Right. Not going to happen I never thought I was going to have a family. What made yes. you go, okay, at this point in my life, because you're still, you know, doing everything. Right. Hosting, radio show, right. producing, so much. What made you go, I, I, I want to have a it son now. It was just time. And I felt, look, I'm 50. So I felt like. And you look good, thanks. Andy. Hallelujah. I felt all natural, babe. I felt like it's kind of now or never in a weird, mm -hmm. you know, like I need to, I'm getting to a point where I want to be present for all of his life if this happens. And I felt financially in a place where I was good with it and good because I knew that I needed support um, and good in that if my, if nothing else happens for me in my career, I am good with the nine jobs that I have. Like I'm not hungry and seeking and climbing. I feel yes. Very content with, with whatever's happening now. Well, speaking of hungry and seeking and climbing, yeah. you didn't grow up in New York, right? Right. You're from the Midwest, yes. St. Louis. Yep. I love that because Jennifer Lewis, who I live in her yes. basement, she also is Jennifer yes, Lewis from St. Louis. Yes, she is. And what brought you, I know you went to, I've read that you went to yep. Boston University. Yep. What, what made you choose New York? I just, I wanted to work in TV. My last internship was at CBS News in New York. And mm. when I got here for that, I was like, wait a minute. This is where it's all happening. You know, it sounds really trite. I had been ready to go from 
uh, small town to small town and be like a local reporter because mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to be on camera. And then I got here, I was like, screw it, I'm going to be behind the scenes and just see where that takes me. And that's what I did. I, I just, I, I just, my first day in New York City, I, my first night in New York City ever, I saw Andy Warhol on the street. And I was like, ooh. That's exciting. Wait, this you is, just ran, like, you just walked past him like Lexington Avenue. Did you speak? Did you be like, Mr. I go, Andy? He walked by and I go, Andy! <laughs> oh I went crazy. Yeah. And what, did he give you a peace sign? Did he keep did, it moving? It was like, he kind of, I don't know if he waved or just kept going. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's those moments that make you feel like, you know what? This wow. is where I'm going to be. I was like, I want to be here. Yes. And then he died soon after and then they published From the, you seeing him. Yeah, <laughs> they published the Andy Warhol diaries, and uh-huh. I read it, and I was like, "Whoa, man! I want to, I want to be able to go to all the parties he mm-hmm. went to, and I want to be able to do all this stuff." So, years later, I came out with a book, two books that were the Andy Cohen diaries, and they're really—it's kind of my take on the Andy Warhol diaries. Wow! When I was finally in a place where I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to the Met Ball. I'm mm-hmm. doing all this stuff." So, yeah. did you come out in? St. Louis, yeah. or when you were here in New I York? I came out in college. I came out abroad. I was in London. <gasps> did you study abroad? I did. How I long? I did London, too. Just for a semester. I did a and semester they... in Madrid. Oh, wow. Yeah, but yeah. I was just coming out, so yes. I started like, I was like sneaking off to like the gay area. I was and going. Off. Oh, but our, we, they put us in Earl's Court, which at the time was the gayest part of London. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is not going to last long. So uh, I started coming out there, and then I came back... I was a junior in college and I came back and that's when I started coming out to all my friends and my family right when I came back from How was your coming out experience? It was actually really positive. I mean, there were some hiccups along the way, but it was, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to say that it, it all, my family accepted me and loved me and so it was really nice. Well, I saw your gorgeous and super supportive parents yes. at the GLAAD Awards. Yeah. My mom was also there. Yes, It was her wow. first time. I, when I was on stage with Madonna at the end, yes. I'm like, um, Madonna, my mom's over there. She came from Paris, Texas, say hi. And Madonna was like, hey, mama. Oh, she, she was a little taken amazing. off guard, but yes. she was like, that's okay. Great. But that's she was sweet. so sweet. Wow. Do um, Have they continuously, like, how do you feel they feel about now, not only just your career taking off the way it did and yeah. where you are now, but also now having a grandson? I think they're blown away. My mom, I said this the other night, when I came out to her, one of her reactions was, I have to mourn the loss of you ever having a family. Mm-hmm. Because, as we said, we grew up and never thought that that would be possible. So now, this is such a curveball that I threw at everybody (laughs) so late in the game. I think they're just stunned that here they are in their 80s coming and visiting their grandson that should be their (laughs) great-grandson. But it is their grandson. It's just wild. So uh, they love it. That's so Uh, They really love it. They're blown away. Question for you. Now, you know, I like to say that you know all the tea. Uh-huh. Andy Cohen knows all the tea. Yes, Andy Cohen's got the four one one. And that's my theme song. It does. Yes. Very true. And thank you so much for having, making a place for people to come even behind the bar on Watch What Happens Absolutely. Live. What? How did that come about? Well, How'd... first of all, Shanji, you have to know, I was the guy, and this was in my original speech for the Glad Awards because I was talking about what my life in New York was for the nineties, but they had to cut it for time. But I mean, I used to be first up. I would be at Wigstock in Tompkins Square Park. At one in the afternoon, because I wanted to be there from the first queen You're till the last. <laughs> I'm that I'm that girl. Literally, I remember. And Bunny lives around the corner from me. I remember there were when Wigstock moved to the piers. 
I was, I remember one year I was walking to Wigstock and ran into Bunny on the street who was walking to Wigstock. That's how early I was getting there. Oh my God. So that's how much, I remember seeing Candace Kane do the can-can in front of Florent at Bastille Day. They used to do Bastille Day at Florent in the meatpacking district when it really was the meatpacking district. Mm -hmm. And that's where all the queens would go and perform, but it was it was early days, you know? And so I've been a huge fan of drag from the day, and, um, you know, I mean, listen, whatever. Uh, we all have. But I, I've just always been a supporter. Yes. So the idea of... We thank you, and you'll Well, no, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, but, but, you know, when I started my show, it was the only live show in late night. We're still the only live show in late night. And so my conceit was super simple. This is now 10 years later. I was mm -hmm. like, I want it to look like my den. I want it to be like I'm having you into my home. And what I do at my home at that time, certainly, because I was more into parlor games, yes. but I was like, we'll play some games. I'll get you drunk. I will get you to spill the tea. And so that has not changed. No, it and has so not. so we added a bar and we're like, we'll put someone behind the bar. And sometimes it was a gag and sometimes we spend more times with time with them as not than not sometimes it's a great way to promote something that people don't know about mm -hmm. and then we've had i mean you're actually you've probably bartended five times like, is that true yes and have you taken part in some of our drag um, yes, I have. Let me tell you how I met Jennifer Lopez okay. was on your show. Okay, we did great. the best J-Lo red yes. carpets impersonation. Well, that's one of the best things that we do. Sometimes when we have a huge star on and they'll be on alone, we'll have three queens who are interpreting three looks of theirs from the years. Yes. And we've done it with SJ and we've done it with Christina Aguilera. We've done it with, you know, J-Lo, yep. a million people. And so it's cool. That's for me... One of the times that I love having queens behind the bar the most because it gives the not only the queens a, sh a time to shine, but it also is such a great way of paying tribute to, there is in my mind no greater tribute to a diva than showing them how the drag community reinterprets their impact on culture. And I always love to see what the queens will do. Yep. Uh, so, I'm so thankful for that. You know, at the LA Glad Awards, they gave me the opportunity to perform Beyonce well, know, and in front of Beyonce. Incredible. I mean, that was incredible. And then when you came out in the Madonna gear, I was like, <laughs> oh no, she's not going to do it again. I was very excited. Um, so that's that's very cool. But that's how the bartending thing started. Now it's 10 years later, yes. Watch What Happens Live. And it's still, uh, it's the gayest show in late night. I think it's the... Howard Stern is one of my role models because mm -hmm. he really always gets, he always, he's unafraid to ask the questions and no one else in late night is really kind of going there. Yes. And that's what I kind of view my role as. And I got my, I got my, I sharpened my teeth doing the housewives reunion. So now when I have big stars in, I'm like, okay, I've got to, I, I have to get it from you. Well, we live through you, especially in watching uh, Watch What Happens Live, for uh -huh. example, and your relationships and, and conversations with celebrities or people yeah. that we're interested in, yeah. the housewives as yeah. well. You mentioned that Howard Stern was one of your role models and yeah. how to sharpen your teeth. Who else helped you along the way or inspired you? Jennifer Lewis is one of my biggest uh -huh. ones. I've been able to watch her 
daily. You know, she's at a place now there in syndication. She could sit down and be like, I'm just so doing happy that. for her. I love her. Me too. She's amazing. She works hard. Yeah. She's 60, and 61, has. keeps yeah. going. And who inspires you? song, Black Don't Crack. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Mark Shaman, yeah. Jennifer Lewis. The best. The now, best. white women, get your facelifts till your forehead is on your back because I'll be having fun out in the sun because, baby. Black, black Don't Crack. You better tell yes, it, Andy. Absolutely. <laughs> That's so funny. Bevy Smith was at my table at the Glad Awards. And I, don't I didn't know, even get to say hi to Bevy. Yeah, I don't know Girl. who came out, but Bevy started screaming, Black Don't Crack, yes! Black Don't Crack. And I'm like, you can say that. I don't think I can say Name that. any black person uh, you see the Black Don't Crack. Oh, Billy it's Porter so looks lovely. It's Dominique so Jackson was up there just yes, flawlessly gorgeous. Absolutely. My inspiration, who have been my role models? I mean, Howard Stern definitely was one. Um, when you were coming up at CBS, you mentioned a lady that worked at Bravo who was like... Yes, well, Lauren Zelaznik and Frances Barrick, Frances run, we're at Bravo right now, Frances runs the channel. But they really, they made Bravo as gay as it could be. Mm -hmm. And they put me in front of the camera. I had always wanted to be in front of the camera. And even though I was in charge of programming, people think, oh, you can put yourself in front of the camera. That That is, you have to get, everyone has a boss. You yes. know what I'm saying? So... Uh, my, I was not in a position where I could say, oh, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to host this show or I'm going to do this. They believed in me and said, would you want to try this? Which was the great gift of my life. I will mm -hmm. never, you know, I got a text from Lauren saying, oh, I heard you mentioned me in your Glad Award speech. And I was like, I will always thank you. You changed my life. I will always be grateful for you. I, you know, so um, yeah, they, they, they were big too. I have to touch on housewives, please. Oh, yeah, please. You know, I live. I've had a relationship with a couple of them myself. Okay. Uh, Kenya Moore. Yeah. You know, she called me to do to be in her music video for Gone with the Wind. Oh, that's Fabulous. So funny, yeah. I played Portia oh, in the opening. God, and I'll never forget God, when I showed up, she we were filming in the backyard of someone's house by yeah. the pool. And she's like, Now Shangela, I want you to fall in the pool. And I was like, Oh, I'm going. Now, mind you, I'm dolled and lashed yes. in full drag, and but she was so committed, not only to doing the video, yeah. but she was literally holding a light. Like oh, she right, was like, right, right. and I've always admired her because she's a get it done yeah, kind of girl. Yeah, yeah. What attracted you to Kenya? Kenya, you know, I didn't know. I was not familiar with because she is legendary. She was the first Black Miss USA. Mm -hmm. um, and so the answers the answer is simple that the producers kind of turned me on to her and I was like, oh wow. I mean, she's someone who when she there are some housewives that when they come on the scene, they make an impact mm -hmm. from the jump. And you're like, oh, well, this makes sense. She's here. Yes. You know? And so yeah, she's she has had that impact. Who would you say is your home girl from the show? If you had one home girl that well, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to dinner tonight, I'm going out. You know, who I don't, am I going? I think you know, it's funny, This in the past year, I've, first of all, I'm a very nostalgic person, mm -hmm. so I feel a connection to the women who've been there the longest. Yes. Just because we've all been there together, and really with the OGs, I feel like we've all gotten famous together. Yes. I mean, I've been on the ride with them, and I have so much gratitude for the Housewives, because I would not be on any level where I am in the public sphere without the Housewives. And they, you know, it's kind of a cir circle of gratitude, yes. because I know they feel the same way about the show. So it's like we all did this together, which is a really cool thing. 
But, um, you know, this year I announced in December that I, and I was six weeks away from having my son at that mm -hmm. point. And I announced it on my last episode of the year of Watch What Happens Live. And I was like, who do I want to be on my show when I make that announcement? And yes, I saw so that. I said, you know what? I want to have the OGs on. And we invited the, the women who were there from the beginning on the five on the first five housewives, because mm -hmm. really, if you look at Dallas and Potomac, they're all OGs of their shows. Yes. It's only been a few years. So um, we had a few that weren't able to come, Bethany Vanderpump and the Countess, but the rest came, and it was Ramona, Teresa, uh, Nini, Kyle, Nini, Kyle, yep. and Vicky. And I have to say, it was one of the most heartwarming things, because they were stunned, they and were. I saw their face like Whoa! it was crazy, and they circled around me afterwards in the most motherly, wonderful way. And they were like, "We want to throw a shower for you," and we can't believe it. And it was so sweet. So I have to say, like the OGs are who I'm probably the closest with, just because we. I feel like we have a deep thing. We have all been through a lot, and I've been with them during these pivotal, insane moments in their right. lives, and you know, in their best and worst moments, basically. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I can see that you guys have definitely become friends yeah. over the years. And you, it's a you're weird like relationship, a, though. Yeah, because you're their boss. boss. Thing, yeah. And, you know, and it's not, sometimes they're furious at mm -hmm. me. And why did you leave that out? And why did you put that in? And why did you make me look that way? And why didn't you make me look this mm -hmm. way? You know. But if we talk about your longer term friends, like say Anderson. I met yeah. Anderson for the first time okay. at the Glad Awards yeah. the other night. He invited me. I'm just letting you know right now. He invited me to, to AC2. AC2. Oh, he told come. me I'm getting two free Great. tickets. Good. So what what should I expect at AC2? And what should other people? Because I know that on June 21st and 22nd, you guys are going to be in New York. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then we're, we're you know, check ac2live.com for listings. But we're going back to the Chicago Theater. And we're going back to Fort Lauderdale and Atlanta and Cincinnati and a whole bunch more as the year rolls out. But um, it's a night of fun. It's a night we encourage alcohol consumption. Um, <laughs> Good times. The bars are open for the whole time. You know what? It's us basically, and it's crazy because we're going into our fourth year of this, and it's crazy that we haven't been busted. But we talk to the audience at the beginning, and we say, let's not tweet about what you hear. Don't tag people in what we say. Mm -hmm. Let's leave it between us. And we proceed. It's like if Shanji ran into me and Anderson at Julius's, got us drunk and said, tell me all your best stories and we want you to dish the dish. And that's Damn, what we why do. didn't I bring a shot in here today? <laughs> it's a great night out. Just, it's a great night out for couples and friends. And it's cool because he's been at the front of every kind of news thing and mm -hmm. Prince Harry's wedding and here, there, the other. He has so many stories from his life. I have so many stories from mine and then we've intersected. So it's really fun. It's funny and I think people are really surprised by how funny Anderson is. Yes, because he seems very, you know, just, as a news guy. Yeah, yeah. So you're he's like, like yeah, hey, it's okay. going to be straight. And he's gonna... really funny. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good times. Great. Well, I won't keep you too much longer, but is there anything like that you would... We have a lot of young, especially LGBTQ listeners. Yep. Um, I would hope as we continue to do this. Yeah. Do you have anything you would want to leave with them, say to them? Because looking, 
from me to you, yeah. you're one of my, from a distance, role models, hopefully we'll be closer. Oh, but you. honestly, you have worked your way from being an intern yeah. to working your way up in news, now hosting, executive producing, winning awards, but not just awards. You go out there and get the job done. You've always Thanks. been an ally and an outspoken advocate for us. Thanks. What would you say to someone that is just, let's say, moving to New York yeah. or not, or in the Midwest or the South where I'm from, and they want to do or follow well, the Andy train. What I do mean, they do? The good news is this generation seems to have no problem speaking their mind, <laughs> being themselves. <laughs> I mean, this is a moment of expressing yourself in a way that did, did not exist. Hello, Madonna. Existed. We shouted you out, girl. Yeah, exactly. Express yourself. It did. It existed on a much smaller level when uh -huh. I was, you know, it wasn't as encouraged as much as when I was coming up. So you trying to say, tell me you didn't do makeup tutorials on YouTube I as did, a young yeah, gay exactly. boy? What? I mean, right, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, then go to school with yeah, it it's a whole new world it so is. in some levels i don't think they need my help being them because i would say mm -hmm. be yourself follow your passion you know only you know try to get in the door of where you want to be mm -hmm. and you know make your impact i will say i mean it's a bad it's a bad uh rap that millennials get mm -hmm. i think for not wanting to work hard. But I do think that, you know, look, when I when I was an intern, I had six unpaid internships. And then I also had a job as a, you know, waiting tables at night so mm -hmm. that I could afford to be working for free during the day. But I would just say, you know, there I think don't expect to make it overnight. There's such an importance today on being famous or having a lot of followers or whatever. Just keep to believe in what you're doing and believe in yourself. Work as hard as you can. Just mm -hmm. keep working hard. Hard work. I haven't stopped working hard. You have not. And I've always loved it. And I remember when I started at CBS News, my salary was $15,000 a year. Now, this was 1990. Oh, I was like, baby, was, you weren't eating at all. No wonder you look so nice and trim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, but it was, it was. It was like, but I, by the way, I doubled it at the time because I worked double the hours in overtime. I was mm -hmm. working like 60, 70 hours a week. Like it was like, but I loved it. And my check, I was a desk assistant, but my check said CBS on it. And mm -hmm. I felt like I had made it because I was working for a network. And I was like, this is the coolest shit ever. Like I made it. And so I think that in every sense, if you can have, uh, if you can have some perspective and listen, I didn't want to, I wanted the next promotion all the time, but it's, I also had a sense that to, to, to get what I could get and make the best of it and be the best that I could be and just work my ass off. That's just work your butt off and you will get noticed. Hard work, uh, always, always works to me. Yes. Yeah. Now y'all heard it here first. Andy is a true long-term professional and you have to go out there and do the work. You know, I did a 184 city tour last year wow. in a dip. I performed on six continents out nice. of the seven. Antarctica is next. Yeah. So right. Happy feet. No, down there. Right. But it is oh, right. You, you don't stop. Your ass it. off. And it's like, and sometimes it sucks and sometimes you will cry mm -hmm. and um, sometimes you will feel like you cannot get the next level. But I'll tell you what, I, you know, I did not know anyone in the, in the TV business. My family was in the food business. Mm -hmm. I did not have a connection in this world. I just kind of made it happen for myself. And I just think you can too. You yeah. Know? You really can, but just, uh, just work hard and, and, you know, the other thing is just try to get in the door on any 
you know, say, can I work for free? Can I, you know, just try to do this at a place where you love? Because then you're going to meet the people who are going to help take you to the next yeah, place. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't... and. Don't embrace that. That sometimes you have to do things not for just the money. You have to Never do it for, for the, the experience, yes. the relationship, the yeah. connection. That's going to be worth way more because mm-hmm. you can get the money somewhere else. Do the you know work bar back somewhere or work, yeah. you know whatever. Be a drag queen, honey. Collect five dollars yes. a night. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Get the money and then, but then go do the thing that 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 you want. Yeah. yeah. Well, you never stop. I'm so proud of you. Thank I you. thank you so I'm much so for continuing. Well, thank you. You yeah. know she's working. Movie star. Oh uh, well, don't you tell Gaga she's gonna take me down. No, oh, I no, <laughs> yeah. she's been super supportive. Have you seen Gaga's Vegas residency? No. I'm, oh, I, oh, honey, I'm gonna go. I think I'm going in June. Go to yeah. both nights. Yeah. You have to go to both yeah, nights. Yeah, yeah. I saw it, uh, and she's phenomenal. The first night's Enigma. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. the pop concert. We all break a sweat, jumping and doing all the pop yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah. And the next night, I was like, okay, this is gonna be. So I'm just gonna sit I back and soft clap. It is phenomenal. It's her and my birthday. Yeah. Oh, your birthday. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have a good time. Yeah. And last thing, real quick. Yeah. You have so many huge moments. Yeah. How do you hold on to the memories? Because I'm thinking, for me, for example, Glad was amazing, phenomenal. Yeah. People are like, Oh my God, did you do that? And I'm like. We had the Shorty Awards last yeah. night, so literally it was like next yeah. day, twelve o'clock, glam. Next day, yeah. something. How you do know, you I will it? say, and this could be a good book idea for you, but um, I did. It's hard to hold on to the memories. You can't, and it's like there's so many things where you're like, "Oh my god, I just want to take this in." I think first of all, be present in the situations you're in. Mm-hmm. So at those Glad Awards, I was present. I was there. I felt it. I felt the love from Sarah Jessica. I let it, you know, sit there, sit with me. I made sure my parents were there. You know, take time to celebrate the special occasions. But also, I will say, and I did it for, I think, three and a half years, and I wound up publishing those books. But I, I wrote three and a half years of my diaries, and I did it at a point where I had so much going on. And I would say, you're popping right now. Everything's happening for you. And you're living a life right now that I'm assuming you always dreamed of. Yes. You, yes. And so what I would say is, if you can... And I used to do it on airplanes. I would keep note every night when I got home, mm-hmm. I would just type for two minutes little notes of things that happened. And then, because I'm assuming you're on a plane like once a week, right? Yes. yes. Well, last year for sure. I'm trying okay. to be more based in okay. LA. <laughs> well, so every so then every time I got on a plane, I would go back and I would write and I would fill in the blanks for those days. Mm-hmm. And I wound up with this incredible journal of experiences that I had had that now I wound up publishing them. You could buy, it's a great book idea for you that I'm giving you to I'm, do the uh, Shandri Diaries. I'm jotting this down I'm telling as you, we to speak. do the Shandri Diaries. But to, I'm sure you, you know, look, you had an incredible weekend. You met Madonna, you did all this stuff and your mom was here. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that there were funny things that happened that just struck you. Oh, trust and believe. That you could write down that you would forget because there are things now that I look back on in the book. I'm like, oh my God, I totally forgot about yeah. that. So journaling, you know, it sounds kind of square, and it's an Oprah thing, which makes it cool again. Yes. But like, I'm telling you, it's it, it works. Well, that's how Jennifer Lewis wrote her book, The Mother of Black Hollywood. Go. She kept a journal every year of her life since she was 21. There you go. So she's like, it made, it just flowed out of me. But she also said it was very therapeutic going back and reading some of that stuff because I hadn't worked through some right. of those things that happened. And by the way, the other time to journal, especially since you have young listeners, mm-hmm. 
do it now because y'all are going to make it later. And it's funny, I told a story at the Glad Awards about Vito Russo and being in the control room when I was an intern at CBS News. With a ponytail. He was on the air with a ponytail <laughs> and people were gay bashing him in the control room mm -hmm. and how upset I was by it. I would have told, I would have never known that that happened if I hadn't written that down in a wow. journal put it away, and then when I went to write my first book, I went back and read all this stuff that I had. I journaled until I was like 26, and mm -hmm. then stopped for about 20 years, and then did it again. So start now, you guys. Doing it. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, this has been uh, so much fun. Andy, Thanks thank you so much. Good luck with the pod. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. All right, we're out of here. We're going to go to, over to SJP's house and play in the closet and Hell try yes. some looks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Andy Cohen. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you again so much for listening. This is my first podcast, and I'm so excited to connect with you guys so much. You can stay connected to me. You know, I'm social media fish. So over at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that, at It's Shangela, I-T-S Shangela, okay? And make sure you tell a friend about this. Bring them in. Honey, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell your mama. We're over here chatting, and let's chat all together, okay? Come over here for the good tea. Piping hot, lovely, with honey and lemon so you can sing later, okay? Uh, I'm on anywhere podcasts are listened to, including uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Honey, where you can hear the podcast, you can hear me. And thank you guys so much. So I hope to see you again. I also want to thank my special guest today on my very first podcast, Andy Cohen, the G-O-A-T greatest of all time, Mr. Andy Cohen. Uh, love him so much, and I hope to chat with you guys soon. All right? Keep on dreaming, and go make it happen. Hallelujah.